<clears throat> Shalom Aleichem on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. We are recording in Silver Spring, Maryland, and are so glad that you can join us. Gitin Yudches, Gitin 18b, pagination is 36, and we're starting from the third line, Itmar, we learnt. We have a concept that if a person announced that people should give a get to his wife, then of the people who heard him give the directive, those people are going to be eligible and they make sure that his wife gets a get. They have among them Adam and someone who writes the get and gives the get and they take care of it. But not necessarily does every person who heard his voice have to be involved. On the other hand, there's a concept of kulchem, when the husband says, all of you shall give the get, you shall all be signing, and that's handled very differently because that's the requirement that he stated. Itmar we learned. Omar la'asara if a husband told ten people, Kisfu getle ishti, write a get for my wife, and it's not clear to us right now what type of wording exactly did he use, but he was speaking to ten people. Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan's ruling in this case, whatever the case was, was Shnayim Mishum Eidim Vikula Mishum Tanai. Two of them are going to be witnesses, and the remaining eight are not witnesses, but they must sign. It's like a condition in order for the get to be valid. For Reish Lakish, Amar, Reish Lakish argues and says, Kulam Misham Edim, they are all signing as witnesses. And we'll have to see the ramification of that in a moment. Now, we pass in like Rabbi Yochanan. Two are because of testimony and the remaining are conditional, and one wonders what kind of condition is being put into this get. Why does he require eight other signatures, not because of testimony, but simply because of a condition? Rashi explains on the fourth line of Rashi, Lo hechtim bo ela lebaisha barabim. This husband has this interesting condition. He's only willing to give the get if a lot of people are involved. And in the words of Rashi, it's a source of embarrassment to her that these other eight people are going to be signing, whatever exactly the source of embarrassment is. Is it simply because it's public or because she's beholden to more people in order to get her release. But whatever it is, we're not saying that this man's behavior is good, but that's his condition and we're going to do things in a way that satisfies the condition. We encountered such a concept of biyush, of embarrassment, on behalf of a woman in the laws of Hataras Nidorim. We discussed in one section the concept that a husband is not allowed to 
gather people to do Hataras Nidorim for his wife, but if the people are already gathered, he would be able to do Hataras Nidorim. And that discussion that we had, however, we worked all that out, but it highlighted the fact that when you have to gather people in order to do whatever it is on her behalf, it is going to be a source of embarrassment in the fuss that's being made over her situation. In any case, that's his condition, according to Rabbi Yochanan. Asks the Gemara Hechidami what exactly is the case that we're dealing with over here, that we're requiring all ten people should sign. If he did not say the word kulchem, all of you, we learned, if he says to ten people, write the get for my wife, one person writes it, two people sign it, and you don't need all of them. And that's indeed how it's codified in Eveno Ezer Kufchaf Seifches. And you wouldn't require all ten. Ela de kulchem. Rather, the case must be that the husband said, All of you ten must sign. And on that, Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish are arguing. Rabbi Yochanan says, It's two as witnesses and the remaining eight as the fulfillment of his condition. And Rishlakish is saying, they're actually all functioning as witnesses. And the Gemara wonders, my Benayu, what exactly will be the difference between Rabbi Yochanan's approach and Rish Lakish's approach? In other words, there's a fundamental reasoning, but how is it going to play out in a practical case? What's the nafkamina? Ika Benayu, the difference will be, the Chatum Beitre Minayu Biyomei, if two of them signed on the same day that it was written, and the remaining eight are going to sign over the coming days, up to ten days from now. So in such a case, we're dealing with the problem that it's like a shtar muktam, the get wasn't finalized until the witnesses signed, and therefore, if the witnesses are signing at a later date, then the date in the get is not the date that it actually was made effective by the finalizing of the witnesses. So, If you hold like Rabbi Yochanan that the remaining eight are merely fulfillment of a condition, they're not witnesses, so then the get was finalized with the first two witnesses who signed in a timely manner. And the remaining eight who dawdled over the next bunch of days, they're only the fulfillment of a condition and it's not going to affect the validity of the document. Document was indeed finalized on the same day that the date in it claims it was written. Omanda Omar Mishum Edim, but quite logically, According to Reish Lakish, who holds they're all functioning as witnesses, puzzle, it will be puzzle, because until the last required witness signs, the get is not finalized, and the date 
in the get indicates that a few days ago it was a get. And that's not true, and that would make the get puzzle. Inami, another possible difference between Rabbi Yechanan's approach and Rish Lakish's approach. If one of these ten witnesses turns out to be a relative or an invalid witness, according to the opinion that they merely are signing as a condition, as Rashi explained it, to be to embarrass her, something like that. So as long as that person is aware of the get and signs, it's like signing homework. He signs that he's aware of what's going on, but he's not functioning as a witness. So then it's fine if he happens to be a karav apostle, relative, or invalid witness. But Lamanda Oma Mishum Edim, if it's functioning as a witness and the husband was somehow able to demand ten witnesses and otherwise it's not going to be a kosher get, then Paso, you don't have ten witnesses because one of them is invalid. The Gemara continues and points out that you have a consideration among these ten witnesses if one of them is invalid for some reason. What happens if the invalid witness is one of the first two? Even in the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan, which is how we paskin, that the remaining eight are a condition, but what would happen if indeed two good witnesses signed, but they weren't the first two signatures? One of the first two was the invalid witness, and the way we rule is puzzle. Such a case would be puzzle. The first two have to be good witnesses, because otherwise, we're worried that you will confuse this case with documents generally, in which case we need to have two kosher witnesses. And therefore, on the one hand, we're lenient in this case of 10 people, that all 10 indeed have to sign, but only two of them must be witnesses, and the remaining are simply conditional. But we are careful that the first two should actually be the kosher witnesses, and it's not enough that just in aggregate all 10 signed. They have to actually have the two kosher ones signing first in accordance with basic rules of documentation. Yeshe Koach, thank you for joining.